is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It's time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK. Hello. Good morning, everybody. It's a... um beautiful day in the neighborhood. <laughs> Hopefully today it is, you're listening. But to, as we're taping on Thursday, it is yucky poo out there. Yucky, yucky. It is indeed. I don't like... Lynn, it is so rainy and um, um, what's the word? Humid. Oh my yes. God. Yeah, I feel like we are in a hurricane. Yeah, it's, it's bizarre. But, but what are you going to do? Hey, our prayers to all those yes. people in Florida and the outer areas too who got nailed by this thing. Ugh. I know. Not good. And it just seems we got way too much of this going on. Every week there's something else. Floods and what were the seven plagues <laughs> that they refer to in the Bible? I don't think we've had the locusts yet, but um, I think the other things were pretty much squared away on Yo. So, um, what's been going on with you this week? Mm, <clears throat> not a lot. I mean, busy, but busy work. Um, That's good. I <clears throat> just want to say that um, Dr. Plucknet, one of our wonderful uh, sponsors here, is sponsoring, which was the perfect, if I say so myself. Yes. Um sponsor for Broadway Theater's performance of Menopause the Musical. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now the reason that is so perfect if you've listened to the show is Dr. Plucknett is a gynecologist and specializes very much so in um, menopausal uh, in, in, in menopausal women and issues with menopause and um, <clears throat> other things but that is a big specialty of her so we she um, thought this would be great so it's one night only um, it's sponsored again by Broadway Theater League. It is at the Scranton Cultural Center on um, the 18th of October, which will be next Thursday. And um, to get tickets, you can either call the box office at the Cultural Center, which is 344-1111, or Broadway Theater League, 344 344- Two two. Uh, I don't even know. I, I, can't, I dialed it so uh, three four two seven seven eight four three four two seven seven eight four. Okay. <clears throat> and um, you can uh, get your tickets uh, a bunch of different prices, and it'll be in the main theater. And I don't, if you've never seen it, it's hysterical. And as there's a little sign that says "Men love it too," and they really yeah, do. Yeah, I was just going to say, make sure that men know that they're welcome because it's pretty funny. Oh, it is funny. It's really interesting. So, um, it's we're it, it, happy about it and very pleased that um, Barbara uh, thought about that this was a great opportunity, which of course it is. Um, so we're happy, you're real happy, and um, we're looking forward to a good show. <clears throat> so again, phone numbers at the Cultural Center three four four one 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 one, or Broadway Theater three four two seven seven eight four. Call, get your tickets. It's funny, 
It's a good cause. Barbara will be there, Lynn. She will be. She has a. She will be set up for anybody coming in with questions or handing out information about her practice. Oh, good. And so that'll be neat. So you get to meet Barbara in person. Uh-huh. And uh, we're very excited. We are going to be on PA Live. She will be on PA Live next. Well, when you're listening, so it'll be Wednesday at from. Um, I'm not sure what exact time, but it's, it's live between uh, four and five on Wednesday the 17th. So she will be on with Frank Blasey, the executive director of Broadway Theater. And uh, so you'll be able to see her on that. And then she'll be present at the event itself, which is the 18th, uh, the next day, the 18th. So very, very pleased. I think it's kind of neat. And that's what works so well when you get, when you have something and the right sponsor is there. It's just perfect. I just Mm -hmm. love when that falls into place like that. I think so. that's really good. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm very happy that she will have the opportunity to talk about her own practice, which she does a lot when she's with us here. But I think it's interesting for those people who are uh, listeners of our show, who listen to Dr. Plucknet, it would be an interesting thing to see the person behind uh-huh. the voice. Right. So she's there to answer questions, and I, I think that's wonderful. And as we always say, full disclosure, she, yes. is, she is our um, <clears throat> gynecologist, and we love her. Yes. And it, I think she's, you know, it's so neat, because as I say, doctors have become so retail in a sense that yes. there's so much competition. And I think when you get to, when they take, when doctors do things outside of, this isn't going to sound right, but when doctors do things... <laughs> Outside of the box. <laughs> oh, come on. That was too good to get. <laughs> you have um, to say it. I did. I'm I sorry. Was, drink. I'm sorry, but. Uh, well, um, finish your sentence. It, it's neat because the the way to to create a buzz about your practice and what you do let people see. I like to say from doing all those shows that I've done so many years from on ECTV with the Lackawanna Medical Society, it it makes, they become, you humanize them. They, you see who they are. You see if you like them. You kind of get a feel for who they are. Years ago, you didn't, unless you dealt with them before, you had no idea who these people were. I so I think it's really neat to do things outside of the box. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's good. It's all good. So we thank Barbara for helping us with this. It's a good thing. Okay. So. Oh, so we've been working on that a lot this week, trying to square that away and get that. <clears throat> and then, of course, in the next mm, week or so, we will hopefully have the lovely Mary Lou Quinlan, who you have um, interviewed before. Yes. She will be joining us um, on the phone mm-hmm. to do a little discussion about her her uh, one-woman show, off-Broadway show called The God Box, which would be held on November 9th at the theater at North and that will benefit hospice of the sacred heart. When she spoke for the society of Irish women, she donated all of this proceeds to her book sales, which she signed back to hospice back in March. Mm-hmm. And that evening we made a, a plan, Diane Baldy, CEO of hospice, Mary Lou and I, and we said national hospice month is November. Would you come back and put this performance on for us? If we do it through hospice of the sacred heart, would you do it in November? And she said, I would love to. So, it's been all organized and um, we're all ready to go for November um, 
8th and you get tickets that way at you call the theater at north that's the way you get them um or go online and no, wait uh, do a minute. you just said way. before november 9th did i say november yeah, 9th so it's i thought it was I'm the 8th sorry, yeah. it's the 8th okay so Excuse it me. is the 8th. november 8th okay <clears throat> the god box at the theater at north you can go on their website or call directly and buy tickets the tickets are $25 so they're very reasonable and it's a wonderful just to again just to give a little highlight of that um which she told us about at the society that her mom used to say write something down that you wanted to wish for or pray for or hope for and she'd say i'll write it down and put it in the god box so mary lou and her brother when her mom died expected to find this box with those they didn't know they would do but she would always say here's where we are when they cleaned out her house not only one but two but three whatever however many boxes filled with all of her sayings and half of the time they didn't even realize she put it in the god box Mm -hmm. to say a little prayer for whatever if her children were doing something or she wanted them to be watched over protected or to make you know to, to get the part in a play whatever she put a little note into the god box so there will be a god box there for all of us to put our little notes in. <clears throat> oh, that's nice. Ask for a little bit of whatever you're looking for mm-hmm. in in co-op and, and collaboration with her um, story. And I, I just think it's so neat. She's a delight. Like, I've really gotten to know her so well. And I love wor- working with her. Um, <clears throat> and the Radisson uh, is sponsoring Mary Lou and her husband and the, the her tech that will be coming for the evening for us. So thank That's you to nice. the Radisson for helping us with that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and um, Fidelity Bank is one of our sponsors mm-hmm. for that. And we're very grateful to them. So it's just been, it's worked out nicely. Very nice. Well, I think it's amazing that we, that, well, actually, you you did talk to her about this in, was it March? When you had the... March 17th, yeah, St. Yes. Patrick's Day. Because um, her dancing career yes. has taken off so much mm-hmm. that she's all over the place when she does this Ball dancing. dancing, yep. And uh, I just give her so much credit mm-hmm. for being someone who picked that up and decided to run with that. In the last, what, four or five years, she yep. decided to do that? And um, you see her, the things that she posts on Facebook, the bling, the, it's very similar mm-hmm. to Dancing with the Stars. Well, we, I told her that <clears throat> we had locally, Jack Martin and Deb Kaczynski and I, um, tri-produced the Dancing with the Stars that we did here in um, right. Lack- Lackawanna County for the Cultural Center. Mm-hmm. And we did that for 10 years and pro- and raised about a quarter of a million dollars. Yep. In, in, in not only does it, is, it a, is it a fundraiser directly, but it becomes a third-party fundraiser because in order to win, you've got to get the most votes. And so these people would recruit come on and write out a check for me, help me out with this. And then therefore your dancers actually raised money for them to win, but it all went back to the cultural center. So that was a a great <clears throat> collaboration of effort there, and it was and many many wonderful people um, stepped up and did that. And it takes a lot of time because you were pulled from your your routine. You had to go and practice. You had to show up. You had to dress the part, and then you had to perform in front of hundreds of people at the cultural center. It's not. It wasn't easy. And then it was on TV. 
for ECTV. So um, <clears throat> it was great. We did a great, it was a great time. But I think that she really, I give her a lot of credit for She performed for the in fact, one of the, and she said in something like yeah, that. Yeah, that she took that on and, and the guy who was her partner was also a professional dancer who was one of the trainers on uh, Dancing with the Stars. Oh, yeah, right. So <clears throat> he really put it through the paces. It wasn't, you know, the, it's the kind of thing like you watch that show. You know that they just do incredible things every week. They push themselves to the nth degree. And that's the kind of stuff that she'd been doing and not used to it. But she <clears throat> really got herself totally into it. And she has all the shoes, all the clothes. She made some mention about her closet and what it looks like. <laughs> I just think it's great. I think it's wonderful that somebody can take that on and, and really love it that much that they get that involved in it. Not just as something that's a pastime they do once a week. Mm -hmm. But really, really getting into it. And I, I give her a lot of credit. She's an actress. She's a producer. She's so many different things. Yeah. And I, I really admire her in case she didn't pick that up. Yet. No, she, she, and that the book is uh, like this perfect size and just everything about it. It's an hour. It's just, <clears throat> I, I, we can't wait. We're, we're thrilled. Yeah. So again, wonderful. you go to the theater at North, their website, or call them and purchase tickets. And like they say, you'll laugh, you'll cry. The, the tagline is, you'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll want to call your mother. <laughs> right? So yeah. it's perfect. Well. So we are going to take a quick break. You're listening this morning to the Laurie and Lynn Show, and we will be right back. Hi, this is Nancy Kamen from WILK's Morning News with Webster and Nancy. And I know Laurie Cadden. A lot of people know Laurie Cadden. And more importantly, Laurie Cadden knows a lot of people. Laurie Cadden Enterprises specializes in fundraising, public relations, and special events. Laurie Cadden can take your business or organization to the next level. This isn't something that you learn about in a book. Heck, it can't even be taught. Laurie Cadden lives it. She knows how to work a crowd, open doors, and build and nurture relationships. With Laurie Cadden Enterprises, you get, ta-da, Laurie Cadden and her 20-plus years of experience. Call Laurie today at 357-8399, 357-8399, or email Laurie, Laurie, L-A-U-R-I-E, at lauriecadden.com, L-A-U-R-I-E-C-A-D-D-E-N.com. Laurie Cadden Enterprises, because it is who you know. Do you have a support, custody, or divorce case in Northeastern Pennsylvania? Call Barbara J. O'Hara, an attorney with 31 years of experience in divorce, custody, and support cases. You need an attorney who is experienced in family law cases, not a general practitioner. Call Barbara J. O'Hara at 570-344-7171. This may be your first divorce, but it shouldn't be your attorney's. You need experience on your side. Call Barbara J. O'Hara at 570-344-7171. ERA, Exceptional Real Estate Agents. When you want to have the best of the best selling your home, you want ERA One Source Realty. With offices all over Northeastern Pennsylvania, ERA One Source Realty will give you the personalized service you'd expect from a professional real estate company. They have experienced realtors that have years of experience, which gives you, the home seller, an incredible advantage. They will offer suggestions to make your house sell faster. They will tell you what others will 
will be looking for. They know how to present your home and sell its features, giving you the greatest chance to have your house sell fast. And ERA OneSource Realty offers an industry-exclusive guarantee. If ERA doesn't sell your house, ERA will buy it. Yes, if they don't sell your house, ERA will buy it. That's peace of mind. That's a guarantee worth its weight in gold. Call ERA OneSource Realty today and find out how you can have your house marketed by one of the top-rated companies in northeastern Pennsylvania. Call 877-587-SELL or on the web at ERA1.com. ERA OneSource Realty, always there for you. Hi, I'm Dr. Barbara Plugnett, MD of Advanced Gynecology Associates in Scranton. I've had the occasion to work with many women in my 25 years as a gynecologist. And while I enjoy that experience, I also specialize in helping women to have a better quality of life before, during, and after menopause. I believe it requires a personal touch. I get to know my patients, and I personally strive to make the normal process of menopause as easy as possible beyond resorting to traditional hormone replacement therapy. If you're a woman thinking this is only happening to me, know that you're not alone. If you have questions, concerns, need personalized attention, please come and talk with me. I'm here to help you. There's no need to suffer with menopausal symptoms. You can reach me at my office in Scranton via phone number 570-344-9997, or you can find us on the web at Dr. Barbara Plucknett, that's B-A-R-B-A-R-A-P-L-U-C-K-N-E-T-T dot com. It's Saturday morning with Lori and Lynn. Now, back to Lori and Lynn. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Laurie and Lynn Show. I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And my name is Lynn Evans, and I am the managing director of a company called Women of Substance, LLC. It's a company I started a few years ago specifically to address the financial planning needs of baby boomer women. I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse, and it is available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. So let's talk about an article that I just thankfully got approved and published on Investopedia, which is a wonderful website that talks about everything investment-oriented. And people can actually um, write in a question. And financial advisors who have been approved by Investopedia can offer answers. You can also submit articles on certain topics. And I was asked if I would be willing to do one on leasing versus buying a car, especially for baby boomers, um, because there's a there's a very special overlay to this, which people under, let's say, the age of 60 don't even have to think about when they consider the issues. So when you do leasing versus buying, usually you look at the prices and the, it's a whole thing that is very um, mathematical in your decision. But there's another piece to this when you get to people who are in their 60s and you start to experience things that may require that you cannot drive anymore. And you shouldn't be driving anymore. Or you find that you have physical handicaps that don't allow you to do that kind of driving anymore. So the thought of leasing a car versus buying it has a greater amount of freedom 
from having to add one more thing to your plate. If you lease a car, traditionally a lease is three years. I, I don't know that there are those that go beyond that, but maybe there are. 39. Okay, 39 times. months. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but for the most part, um, it's three years. And so at the end of three years, if you've been paying on that car, your lease payment, and you can no longer drive, you can just turn the car right back in and nobody has anything to say about it. So you bring the car back, let it go, you're done. You don't have that if you have, if you own the car or a loan Mm -hmm. because you're stuck for the time of the loan. And if you sell it, you have to sell it for more than the outstanding balance on your loan. And in a lot of cases in the last couple years, um, I'd say creditors in general, whether that be um, credit unions, banks, or a lot of the car companies have their own internal um credit lending uh, companies. So whatever it is, it's been five years, six years, even seven years on car loans because they just want people to get in the cars. So they figure if the monthly payment is something that the person can afford, they don't care. They'll just do it to get it off the lot. So the problem with that is very sh- very quickly after you've got the car, more than three years, you start to see that you're so-called underwater on the car in the sense that what you owe on the loan is greater than the, the value. market value mm-hmm. of the car. <clears throat> so you almost are, you have to finish buying the car before you can consider selling it because you just, otherwise you have to come up with money in order to make it work. So, I wrote this article taking all that into account, and I just thought I would read this because I think it's um, something that has some good points, especially since I just did it. Especially because you wrote it. Yeah, well, that too. <laughs> but um, I thought that's what you were going to say. Thank especially you. Especially because I wrote it. Lease or buy my next car was the title. Having just signed the papers to lease a new Jeep Grand Cherokee for three years at 15,000 miles a year, which is higher than most traditional leases. Usually it's Mm -hmm. 10,000. 10 to 12, right? It can be anything, whatever. But 15 is more than the traditional one. And obviously I paid more for that, but I think it's worth it. Anyway, I feel like I did the right thing, but it may not be the right thing for you. The decision to lease or buy a car has something to do with the costs, but more importantly to me, it had to do with the ways I planned on using the car. I knew that my husband had a hard time getting in and out of my sedan because it was too low to the ground. As we age, that's a consideration for the type of car you will buy. The SUV made sense since he could more easily pull himself into and out of the vehicle. And the need for easy access to the back of the SUV for a wheelchair made it another good move. Having formerly pushed one into and out of the trunk of a sedan, I realized how supportive this higher access point of an SUV was. So figuring out the type of car you'll need not, not 
only now but in the near future, helps to determine the direction of your shopping. Since we were Jeep owners in the past, I also decided to pursue another Jeep since I knew where most of the controls were and my learning curve was far less. <laughs> another consideration in car buying. True. It is. I know. Ha- having selected the car I wanted, I went to the local dealers to see what deals they had. I learned that buying a car at two different times of the year are the best for deals. Which are? One, close to the end of the model year, which is usually August and September, and again at the end of the calendar year, December. The first date is so because when expecting the next year's models, they want to make room for the inventory. And the second date is so because they want to clear out of their inventory so their CPAs will give them a good report card for their profits at Mm. the year's end. These times give you good bargaining positions because all the aces are in your hand. I approached the car salesman with the idea that I did not want to lease a new car. I had already leased a Jeep and its lease was nearing its expiration. My intention was that they would buy out the remaining payments on the lease I had through December and get me a current model year new car. That was exactly as it went down. I now had a, have a 2018 Jeep Grand Cherokee for a payment less than I had before and the knowledge that I could get in the car and drive it with little to no learning curve. Why the lease? I knew that I could use the car for three years and safely keep my driving to 15,000 miles or less each year. A standard lease is usually 10,000 miles a year. If you exceed that during the lease, In this case, for me, I knew that I would be clipped at 25 cents for every mile over that when you turn the car in at the end of the lease. I purposely chose to increase my monthly payment to accommodate that higher mileage barrier because I anticipated several trips per month to places at least two hours away from my home. Given that, I could consume 10,000 miles in nine months when added to my normal local driving. So the first point was to see how much the lease would cost if I increased the mileage. That was about $50 a month over the 10,000 annual mileage number. That was doable for me. On the other hand, I could have purchased the car and financed it. That would have cost me almost double the monthly payment, but I would own it after three years. The auto companies were offering incentives for 72 months of financing. But that was ridiculous since the car would have been worth less at the end of three years than the balance on my loan at that time. However, if you intend to keep the car for the rest of your life and the monthly number for buying the car over six years works into your budget, that may be a way to go. My thoughts on this, my thoughts on that are this. As baby boomers, our physical health is always subject to change at a moment's notice. Committing yourself to buying a car that no longer supports your physical needs in the years ahead traps you. I think it is smarter for baby boomers to lease a car and have the option to turn it in at the end of three years, no questions asked, than to hold on to a car that you know will break down and need repairs in the future while you may still be paying to own it. In my case, moving from a sedan to an SUV made all the difference in the world. I may not have been too quick to do that 
if I had to sell my car while I still had a balance on the loan I took out to purchase it. Read the fine print on the lease. It is possible for you to buy your car at the end of the lease. And if you think that's a possibility, negotiate that number with your dealer before you buy it. That is where a lot of car companies make money. People do not consider the true market value of the car at the end of the lease and end up buying it for more than it's worth on the open market. And another point. There are many of us who will end up being unable to drive a car for many reasons. Much easier to turn your car into the dealer at the end of the lease than to try to sell a car when you may not be able to assist in the sale. If you have any concerns about this, leasing may be the best answer. In summary, the monthly payment is a big concern when tossing around the lease versus buy question. But as I mentioned above, there are many other lifestyle concerns you need to address before you make that decision. Choose wisely. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, you know me with the <clears throat> lease. Yeah. I, I like them. And <clears throat> cars, as you know, are worth, they decrease the minute you pull out of the Parking dealership. Lot. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you know what are they worth some of them are worth a couple grand with the like it's not you know not to minimize it but they're like to me i'd rather know that i have a car under warranty for three years that if there's an issue with it it's covered and that i have a payment i know some people don't like the monthly payments they want to be done with it and that's but then you're going to end up with some some issue anyway and with the lease the only thing while it's under warranty are the tires and right. gas and insurance on your car. Right. So. Yep. A lot of good reasons. <clears throat> yeah. I like them. I just think, you know, people do that then and then expect that at the end of the lease they want to buy it. That's where the problem is. Because if they buy it for the value that's in the lease contract. Yeah, it's a different price. Usually it is yes. much higher than mm-hmm. what it would be to sell it. But I don't understand it. why people want to buy it unless they absolutely just, why do they want to? Because they just fall in love with it so much or psychological reasons uh, yeah. they feel. Yeah. Because uh, I, I would not I would say, okay, where's the next one? Yeah, but the thing is, a lot of people don't really feel feel like they want to go through the experience of car buying either. You know, they, right, so they know this they one. They know they buy this it, yeah. one and they just buy it because it's one less thing on their plate. Mm-hmm. A lot of reasons why people do it. But I think that, like mm-hmm. I said, I like the idea of leasing it because you never know where you're go- what your physical health could be like down the road. And if you're stuck with a car that you got a seven-year payment plan... And you can't drive it, you can't get in and out of it anymore, you need something, you're stuck. And you got to sell it then at a loss and have to come up with cash in order to pay off the loan. That doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. So whatever. Well, here, there, you've, you have it. Lynn says lease. Well, in Lynn general. says lease. How about that? <laughs> like it? Lynn okay. likes leases. Lynn likes leases. <laughs> okay, so does Laurie. All uh, right, we will be right back. You're <laughs> listening to Laurie and Lynn Show. Hi, my name is Lynn S. Evans, CFP, co-host of The Laurie and Lynn Show. I am the managing director of a new business, Women of Substance, LLC, a financial planning firm dedicated to the specific financial needs of baby boomer women. I help them navigate through widowhood, retirement, divorce, and job loss. Send me an email at lynn at lynnsevans.com and let me know how I can help you. I'm also the host of a podcast, Power of the Purse, available on more than 30 sites, including iTunes, Stitcher, 
Stitcher and Google Play. We record these lively conversations with women who've been there and have great advice to give others so they don't go down the same dark holes. And we feature some experts who share some great ideas to be prepared before you have to face these transitions. And we have a whole lot of fun. Please don't let the fear of not knowing about personal finances stop you anymore. I am here to take the confusion and mystery out of money. Go to my website, lynnsevans.com, and see how we can set up a time to talk or browse around the many blogs and other free info on the site. Remember, money's not the enemy. Your ignorance of it is. At Fidelity Bank, we're here whenever and wherever you need us. As your financial partner, our goal is to provide you trusted advice and outstanding service, whether you're in line at our branches or online with your smartphone, mobile device, or computer. With convenient banking tools like our Fidelity mobile app, you can put the bank right in your pocket for safe, secure, 24-7 access anytime or anywhere. Call today, 1-800-388-4380. Visit us online or stop by your local branch to Go Mobile. With Fidelity Anytime Banking. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. I'm Dr. Nicole DeNova. Since VREC opened its doors in 2010, we've treated over 30,000 patients, including the puppy whose curiosity led him to a porcupine and the police canine who was just doing his job. VREC is located at 318 Northern Boulevard in Clark Summit and is open 24-7 for your pet peace of mind. To learn more about us, visit VRECPA.com or call 570-587-7777. Here's Lori and Lynn. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Laurie and Lynn Show, and I am Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And I am Lynn Evans. I am the managing director of a company called Women of Substance, LLC, which is a financial planning firm specifically addressing the needs of baby boomer women. I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And Laurie, we have to get busy because we need to make this list. Which list? The nation's richest self-made women. (laughs) 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 Love it. Okay, this is actually um, the top 60 richest self-made women are worth a combined, I almost should do a drum roll here, $71 billion, according to Forbes. Now, some of these names you've never heard. Some you have, but I think this is fabulous. I mean, and, and they, the woman who wrote this said that several notable women have dropped off the list. For example, Diana von Furstenberg um, experienced a, a decrease in sales resulting in store closings and a drop in valuation. Some of these new ones here... You've never heard of them before, but there's some very interesting things that they've done. Let me read them. (coughs) Number 10. Linda Resnick, R-E-S-N-I-C-K. Her value is $2.4 billion. (coughs) She is the marketing guru behind The Wonderful Company, a privately held $4 billion holding company of healthy brands including Fiji Water. You've seen that one, haven't you? Yeah. The square bottle. Mm -hmm. And Justin Vineyards. Now, I don't know about that one. I don't either. With her husband, Stuart, Resnick owns thousands of acres of orange, pomegranate, almond, and pistachio orchards in California, Texas, and Mexico. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. So, number nine, Elaine Wynn. Elaine Wynn is the largest shareholder of Wynn Resorts, a resort company she and her ex-husband founded. Remember, what's his first name? I can't think of it now. Wynn, you know, he's, you've seen him. Yeah, I, yeah. No, Prior I to know. that, then the then couple launched Mirage Resorts in 1973 in Las Vegas after she graduated from college. She served on the board of Wynn Resorts for 13 years until 2015 and is largely known as the Queen of Las Vegas. Number eight, Doris Fisher. She's worth $2.8 billion. She and her husband founded the retailer The Gap in 1969. The original stores sold jeans and music in San Fran. Doris opened, uh, served the merchandiser for the company for decades until 2003 and remained on the board till 2009. Number seven, Judy Love. She's worth $3 billion. She's the executive secretary of the Love Family Fund, whose revenue grew 19% to $19 billion in 2017. Judy and her husband, Tom Love, started as entrepreneurs after purchasing a gas station with a $5,000 loan I from their it. family. The couple, the couple later founded Love's Travel Stops and Country Stores. I've seen them around the country. Yes, yes. A brand that merged <coughs> self-service gas stations with convenience yep. stores. Mm -hmm. Okay, number six, surprise, surprise, Oprah Winfrey. Mm -hmm. She's worth $3.1 billion. I don't even, we don't even need to talk about yeah. Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Number five, oh. John, Johnelle, it's spelled J-O-H-N-E-L-L-E, -L -L -E, Hunt. She's worth $3.2 billion. She's the co-founder of Hunt Transport Services, which went public in 1983. Today, it's one of the largest transportation companies in the U.S., accumulating $7.2 billion in sales. Today, she's the company's largest shareholder with 17% stake in the company. And this is a name we know. Number four, Meg Whitman. Yep. Meg's the former CEO of Hewlett-Packard, who oversaw the company's split into HP Inc. and Hewlett-Packard Enterprises. She's well known for her efforts in taking eBay from $5.7 million to $8 billion in sales. Uh, she currently sits on the boards of Procter & Gamble and Dropbox. Most recently, she became the CEO of the mobile media startup, New TV. Number three, Judy Faulkner. She's worth three and a half billion. Judy founded the leading medical record software provider in 1979 in a basement in Wisconsin. She still serves as CEO of the company, which generated 2.7 billion in sales. The software is used today by leading medical centers, including John Hopkins, Johns Hopkins, and the Mayo Clinic. Okay, great. Number two. This is a name I never heard. This is Marion Illich, I-L-L-I-T-C-H. She's worth $4.3 billion. She's the co-founder of Little Caesars Pizza, Aww. which produces $4 billion in sales. Pizza, pizza. And she owns the Detroit Red Wings hockey team, wow. Motor City Casino Hotel, and the Detroit Tigers baseball team. Oof, well, good for Love her. Love it. 
And number one, drum roll, Diane Hendricks. She's worth $4.9 billion. She, found, she co-founded ABC Supply, one of the largest wholesale distributors of roofing, siding, and windows in the United States, with her late husband, Ken. 36 years ago. She's independently run the company since 2007. She's led the company through two major acquisitions, including rival Bradco and building materials distributor L&W Supply. Cool. It's wonderful to read that. I mean, I just... certainly is. And again, the thing is that we only knew two, really. Two of the top ten. Right. Which tells me that... why? Why do we only know two? Well, because they're they're people that are very high profile people. No, I know the answer, but why don't we know these other women? Why aren't they like out there yeah, glorified? Why aren't they why aren't like, they, like you know, all the Warren Buffetts and yeah, all Yeah, exactly. I, because that's the point. We don't talk about them. Well we're going to. Well that's exactly why Maybe I brought they can this. call into this show. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Let's interview all. I'll they take should. each of them and interview them on the podcast. That's it. Uh, and I yes. want to meet them too. Okay. No, but I think it's just really interesting that we talk so much about women business owners and how we love to support women business owners. And one of my biggest complaints has always been that so many women um, don't look beyond what they have in front of them. They don't see themselves as people who could create things like these women created. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, several of them married men who probably, I'm sure, win, would not have created all that by herself. She happened to marry the guy who owned it and divorce him. So that's what she got in the divorce. And you see most of these other women are women who have been involved with a business with their husbands. And that's fine because all those guys that we look at who are multi-gazillionaires, their wives are also involved in the businesses too. Right. But I just think, it, I don't know what has to change for women to start thinking of themselves as entrepreneurs with horizons that are much, much bigger than what we think of ourselves as. And as I said to you, one of my complaints is most women have lifestyle businesses. They have something that's in their basement or they have bake shops and they do it from their home to maybe a storefront, but that's as far as it ever goes. They don't think of franchising or opening other types of things. And one of the the people that I admire that we both know is Maggie Kalpin. And Maggie Kalpin took nibbles and bits as one little local store (coughs) and has expanded that with these small little kiosks in Wegman's stores Mm -hmm. and she's considering opening other stores besides the one that she has that's the kind of thinking I'm talking about that most women miss they they just don't think about that or don't think themselves capable of doing something beyond that and I think that we we sell ourselves short because we don't do it I think it depends on what you're doing though <clears throat> you know, if you're the one who's the, the the producer behind it, the person doing the work, say it's something artistic and you're the one doing it, it's very hard yeah. to branch out to other places if you want that kind of control. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Whereas... Um, if you're the owner and you can think creatively and hire people to do those things, then it's, I think, a whole lot easier to expand your thought process. Yeah. 
It is. And and for a lot of well, women... Well, Maggie is opening a store on Blakely Street. You yes. do know that, right? Yes. <clears throat> but that'll be her one store. Yes, yes. So what I'm, what I'm saying is that if there were grander plans and, and people, once you've got, like you I read this story about the woman who started something in her basement, the software that she started right. in her basement, that is something that is something you can absolutely expand upon and, and make that bigger and better. But if you're somebody like what you do, where, where you're talking about marketing and, and doing that kind of promotion for events, it's those skill sets are not that easily transferable to, to other areas or to someone else. Yeah, so it's hard for you to do that. But <clears throat> I often wonder when I've looked at some of these financial planning firms that have offices like one guy I think of is a guy named Rick Edelman, who's got offices in almost every single city over a certain size in the United States. And he has created this as a franchise type thing. They're all owned by him. But he has created this monstrous thing because he figured out a way to make it very efficient and to be able to cre recreate it in so many different places. But, but we don't think about that. We think of ourselves as being a lifestyle business. That's it. It supports me, my lifestyle. I love it. And maybe I'll find somebody to buy it when I leave. Mm -hmm. And that's the reason why you have these billionaires who apparently have some great lives. I mean, uh, I love the woman who's the one that owns the Detroit uh, Yeah, that's teens. great. That's great. And I, look, I look, think of all that, and I just think how wonderful that is, because that is, that's kind of the dream of a lot of men, and most of the NFL teams and the hockey teams, they're all owned by men. Very few are owned by women. Or if they did, they might have gotten them in a divorce. Yeah. You know? uh -huh. <laughs> but <clears throat> Nothing wrong with that either. But no, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> but it's fun to, to aspire to that kind of stuff is what I'm saying. That's the thing that I think is missing. And that does not, don't, I hope nobody hears this this way. I am not diminishing women who have their own businesses and do things and have a wonderful life and they're very happy. Of course happy. you're not. Not saying <clears throat> that. I just think that there's a lot more in more of us that we have not explored that could be things that could make a big difference. Especially, in the, world. the bottom line is what you're saying is if you want to and you can see the future and see, see that in front of you and act on it, do it. If, yeah. if you're not and you're content with what you do and you're, li that's fine too. Exactly. But if you have your ability to set your sights further, then do it. Do it. Go for it, girl. There you go. Well, thank you, Lynn. And we, before we leave, we want to wish a couple people happy birthday. First, I want to wish my dear friend, Miss Deborah Dudley, whose birthday was the 8th of um, October. Happy, happy birthday to my dear friend, Deb Dudley. So if you see her, wish her happy belated birthday. And Lynn? And I also have to say happy birthday to my husband, Patrick A. DiNapoli, whose birthday will be on Sunday, and to my sister and her husband, my brother-in-law, for their wedding anniversary. There Yay. we go. Well, happy anniversary, happy birthday, Patrick A., and happy birthday, Miss Deb Dudley. And we will see you next week. Everybody, thanks for listening. Lynn, have a good weekend. You too. Be safe and please be nice. Bye. Bye.